William Kelly reached down into the dirt and picked up a pebble just as he had a thousand times before. At least he thought it was nothing more than another damn pebble, as it had been every other time he had laid his shovel on the ground, then stooped low to scoop up whatever it was that had caught his eye in the mix of soil and limestone beneath his battered boots. Got yourself something there, Belle? Kelly looked up to see a familiar face peering down at him over the edge of the pit. Just an old bit of rock, Davy boy. Same as all the others. David Davy Evans was a Welshman from the valleys. He owned the claim next to the one Kelly worked. The two were friends, if such a thing existed amongst those hunting in the dirt for riches. For people came and people went with frightening regularity. Friendship, like the ownership of the claims themselves, was very temporary in the dry diggings. Not found yourself the big one, then? The question came down at him, half mocking, half deadly serious. It was the same question that was asked in Dutoit's pan a hundred times a day, for it was what every digger was there for, the find to end all digging, the find that would be an instant life-changing event. The hope of finding the big one filled their dreams and drove them far beyond sanity, holding them in the diggings long after a wise man would have quit. It was madness, they all knew it, but it was an intoxicating madness nonetheless. And the lure of a life filled with riches sustained them even when their bodies were near broken and their pocketbooks had long since been drained dry. Not this time, Davy. Just another damn pebble. Maybe tomorrow. Yep. Maybe tomorrow. It was the digger's traditional answer. But there was always hope. No matter how many picks were blunted or shovels broken, no matter how much cash was left in the money belt cinched tight around Kelly's waist, even here, deep in the dirt of his thirty-foot square claim, and no matter how many brandies he had sunk down at Turner's billiard room, it held him there like a rope around a condemned man's neck. And like that rough line of government-bought hemp, it would hold him until that hope was dead. But the chance of finding the big one was about as likely as finding a nugget of pure gold in a bucket load of dog shit scraped from the macadam of Pall Mall. Keep yourself safe, Bill. You too, Davy, Kelly replied without looking up. He was working his thumb over the nugget of rock he had picked up, rubbing away the coarse grains of dirt that clung to its sides, feeling its shape, letting his fingers decide if there was anything to it. Did you hear about that fucking Dutchman, Bill? Evans lingered, shouting down the question, the words spoken as if they dirtied his mouth. Which one? There's so damn many of the buggers. Kelly shared his friend's contempt for all Dutchmen, the Boers who had long ago trekked away from Cape Colony. They were one of the largest contingents amongst the 30,000 souls who called the Diamond Fields home now. The Englishmen and the Welshmen were not alone, but they were a minority amongst the sea of Cape colonists, Americans, Frenchmen, Spaniards, Germans, Italians and others. 
Most of the disparate nationalities rubbed along pretty well. The petty disputes and arguments that flared up dealt with quickly and fairly enough by the committee that ran the diggings. Only the taciturn and fiercely independent Boas stood apart, setting up their temporary homes in their own encampment, where only their countrymen were welcome. They came in their huge ox wagons with their wives, children and black servants, taking up adjoining claims, then invariably finding more diamonds than all the other nationalities put together. Van der Hoor or some such like that? Evans shook his head ruefully. Got himself a claim over near the Neil Road. I know him. Kelly paused his inspection of his rock and squinted at the Welshman, who was silhouetted against the setting sun. Found a stone the size of a damn fist? One hundred and twenty carats, they say, maybe more. Is it yellow? Nope. Evans turned his head and spat out his disgust. They say it's as pure white as driven fucking snow. For a moment, Kelly could not speak as he contemplated the unfairness of life. Fucking Dutchman. The pithy judgment was all he could summon. Fucking Dutchman, Evans agreed. He wiped his face and mouth with the back of his hand before he spoke again, as if trying to smear away the exhaustion that was written in every pore of his florid complexion. Are you going for a drink this evening? Old man Turner's got himself some grog up from Cape Town. Better than the normal piss, they say. Maybe. Kelly was evasive. But both men knew he would be there. Just as they were both there every night when it got dark. But neither had anywhere else to be. Then maybe I'll see you later. Evans turned and ambled back to his own claim, which ran parallel to the one Kelly had bought for two pounds sterling just three months before. Yep, reckon you will. Kelly spat into his hand, then worked the rock he still held around his palm. Tired, gritty eyes searching for the glint of something, anything, under the layers of dirt. As he uncovered more of the stone, he was finally satisfied that he knew what he held. Nothing but another fucking pebble, he whispered. The stone was too big to be a diamond, way too big. And he was too tired to take it over to the table where he sieved through the spoil he dug out of the ground by the bucketful and pick up the chisel to scrape away the stubborn dirt crusted to the rock. It was easier to make the call here and save himself a few ounces of effort. Just another fucking pebble, he repeated, a moment's despair flickering across his mind. The hope, no matter how much of a lie it might be, died hard. Tossing the rock onto a small heap of similar stones, he reached for the shovel again. There was still a half hour of daylight left, and the hole wouldn't dig itself. And he wouldn't find the big one sitting on his ass.